good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and you are listening to your Probably Right podcast, and I'm your host, MCM. <laughs> what do you think of that? All right, check it out. So we're going to get back right into the questions from our last episode. I wonder if you can remember what it was about. It was about relationship, relationship loss. We're getting back on it. And we are on part three. Now, I'm hoping I'm going to get to the rest of the questions. Um, no promises. Yes, um, yesterday. <laughs> the, the last time I was on, I I started off like a big shot saying that I was going to get through the 20 questions. And then I didn't. I think I got to six. I think. So, <laughs> I could go back and listen to it, but I'm not doing it. I'm just, as, as you know, I usually go off the cuff with whatever it is. So, I mean, if I answer one question twice, that'd be crazy. And if I, especially if I answer it differently. But anyway, maybe I just feel different today. So, what I'm going to do today, instead of um, giving a, going with a question and then reading from the scriptures, I'm just going to give you uh, the last few, few scriptures that I do have. Um, but, <clears throat> again, I must always reiterate that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only i do not profess to be a professor of anything um i do profess to be uh that i am a christian and i am a believer in the whole bible but again this isn't a christian podcast this is a podcast made by a christian and hopefully you can understand the difference. And if you don't, then maybe you shouldn't be listening to me at all. Um, I'm not sitting here saying that I am the teacher and I know everything and I'm not a preacher. So you should check your preacher. You should go to a church and be a part of uh, a body of Christ or be a part of the body of Christ with people who can hold you accountable, people who can encourage you, people you can encourage, people you can worship with, um, and just live around and be around. It's it's kind of odd for people who are Christians not to be around a body of Christ or the body of Christ somewhere around other believers. Um, if you're just hanging around people who are who are not saved, people who are kind of playing church as they say, um, people who are more with the emotional name it and claim it, and the you know just into spiritual songs that tug at your heart and don't really say anything except make you feel emotional like all other secular music then that might not be the place you want to be and i said a lot in that little short period of time so if you didn't really get all that i said i really suggest maybe uh whipping this thing back and listen to it again listening to that again so of course this is again part three of relationship loss and how to deal with it anyhow um so here are a few scriptures that i will give you hold on i just need to switch up something so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna stop that and i'm gonna just 
look for something else that's a little more mellow guys when i uh, make this podcast i when i do each podcast i'm always listening to music not necessarily the music that you hear in the background right now bumping you know it's it's usually something else so today i'm listening to instrumental it usually is instrumental because i'm the kind of person if if i sit here listening to um music where uh where there's words i tend to be the person that that listens to the the music and like i don't know i think it affects the stuff that i even say so let me just find something there we go oh no can't be that (laughs) i wish you could hear this instrumental let's do okay that sounds good to me All right, let's get it. Okay, so finding inner peace and contentment. Philippines 4, chapter 4, that is, 6 and 7. Pretty sure I said this last time, but if I didn't, it can never be said enough, I, I, I would say. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Yeah, I did say this. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Now understand, just going into that scripture a little bit, because sometimes people, they memorize these scriptures and they have no clue what it means. Um, as Christians, you know, the Holy Spirit does impart the scriptures to us. If we take the time to study, take the time to meditate on the word, if we really, you know, immerse ourselves in the word of God or in teaching of the word of God, then the understanding comes. So I'm just looking at this scripture here and it says, do not be anxious about anything, not even about anything, (laughs) anything, literally. Now, it's not saying don't anticipate something, but if you're anxious, anxious, when you when you have anxiety over something going to happen or something you want to happen, then it pulls you away from focusing on what God has for you and how God is directing your life because you're focusing on things, situations, issues, problems, celebrations, whatever it is, heartbreak. Don't be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And it's not saying that you go to God with a whole grocery list of stuff and, oh, Lord, do this for me and do this and thank you for it. And No, yes, you should thank him because you're trusting that he will come up with the right situation in whatever you're praying about and your supplications are for others when you're when you're praying supplication is for others um you want other people to be saved or or you want them to come to the understanding of who god is and and you're praying that you know i mean god has his people he knows who his people are so it's not like with your prayer he can change he's going to change that because he's sovereign over everyone. He's sovereign over everyone who's going to heaven. He's sovereign over everything. Our God is sovereign. He decides. He has decided. 
anyhow, it says with sir, wait, sorry, with um, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So when you're going through all kinds of trouble and heartache and this, that, and the other, you'll still have peace. And why do you have peace? Because you know God is on His throne and He is sovereign. And when it means sovereign, and he is your God, and by the spirit of adoption, you are a child of God, and he's on his throne, that means he's in control. And then you look at other scriptures, such as, or another scripture, another part of the Bible, where it says that all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So then you understand that ultimately, he will work it out for your good. Now, I can't say that you're going to get that car that you've always wanted, or you're going to get that big house that you've wanted, or you're going to be able to marry that exact person that you wanted, or you're going to be a ballerina or a famous hockey player or a basketball star and dunk on LeBron James. I'm not saying any of that stuff, like gimme, gimme, gimme stuff. But just understand that he's going to work it out for your good. And the one thing that I always have issues with some people who call themselves Christians is the people who are naming it and claiming it, and they haven't seen anything. They haven't actually realized any of those outlandish prayers that they're praying for themselves selfishly. And you think about it. Think about the guys who followed Christ on this earth, his disciples. They didn't end up in mansions and kings over counties or over you know europe or <laughs> you know asia minor like they they lived and they talked and they spoke and preached the word of god and they trusted in god and many miracles were wrought by their hands through the holy spirit but most of them died horrible deaths or what we would call horrible deaths think about stephen who was stoned to death and he, as he was dying, still said, Lord, lay this not on their charge. Like, like, forgive them for they know not what they do. How about Peter being hung upside down? One who was sawn in half. Like, I don't know why you think that you're more special than the, than the, than the, um, or why people, not you. I know you don't. <laughs> why people think they're more special than even the very people who walked with, with Jesus ate reclined and ate at his at the table the lord's supper like who who jesus washed their feet really think about the stuff when you if you're in a church and they're preaching fake stuff or they're preaching think they're um, preaching outlandish stuff you really need to really read the bible for yourself and make sure that the person who is delivering the word feeding you the word is preaching the word of god and not their agendas not their weird agendas, not not their social justice agendas, not their feminist adjustment, um, agendas, not their masculine wife do ever like, like, you know, there's there's ways of manipulating the word of God in, in um, churches. And God has given us the word of God. <clears throat> we can go and purchase the Bible <laughs> in this day and age. A readable Bible. So you can understand what's happening. And as I said, the Holy Spirit will impart to you the scriptures. As you delve into it more and more. As you live it. As you meditate on it. As you pray it. It says the peace of 
that peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart. You'll have that 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 peace that it will guard your heart. Even though stuff's happening, it'll still keep your heart intact and your mind in Christ Jesus. Okay, just a couple more. And I'm not going to expand on it so much because that's not, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not my thing. I guess it would be all Christians thing, but I'm not a preacher and I'm not a teacher of the word of God. I'm just a guy who happens to have a podcast reading the scriptures and I would like you to open the scriptures for yourself. Read the whole scripture. So as I gave you Philippines 4, 6 and 7, just read the whole of Philippines 4. Matter of fact, Philippines is such a small um, book. Just read the whole thing and get where it's coming from. Okay, the next one. And then we're going to get into the questions. I just want to get these kind of not out of the way, but I want you to start thinking, you know, in a heavenly manner or a way, not just fleshly, I got hurt and what can I do and save me and yada, yada, yada. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound very, oh, it is what it is. Okay. Struggling with forgiveness now. So somebody's done something to you horrible and you don't know how to live it down and you don't know how to forgive says Ephesians 4 32 chapter 4 verse 32 be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you and you know it's kind of funny when when you think about that it says be tender-hearted forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. And you might say, oh, well, you know, I didn't do what he did to me or I didn't do what she did to me. But you've done some horrible things. You've thought some here. You've, you've meditated on horrible things. I'm sure you have. We all have. And, you know, funny enough, I was driving to work today and, and I was thinking, I said, you know what? We are not half as good as we think we are. And we are actually worse than we know we are we are not half as good as we think we are and we are worse maybe twice as worse if that's a, <laughs> twice as worse i don't know it sounds funny but we're, we're probably way worse how about that than we know we are in other words you know what you've done you may not be able to realize the the total weight of things that you've done that were sinful maybe you moved something somewhere to do something to someone to get back at someone and that caused a chain reaction of events that you couldn't possibly understand maybe you said something to someone on the wrong in the wrong way in the wrong day or on the wrong day you understand like you have no clue <laughs> and th that's the whole thing there it says be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you because of christ he's he's forgiven us he treats you god treats you as a believer like you never did it prioritizing self-care and well-being first corinthians 6 19 to 20 or 19 and 20 or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God 
So you are the temple of God just because God says so, because of what Christ has done. You are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit is in you. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. What price, you say? The blood of Jesus, the blood of a sinless man, your Savior. So glorify God in your body. Embrace the journey of self-discovery and growth is next. Jeremiah 29, 11 is Old Testament. Old Testament. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. And that's what I was saying to you. You may not get everything down here that you want or you think you deserve or you'd like but know that God is planning and has plans for your future in my house they are many rooms he says he goes Lord has gone to prepare a place for us if it were not so he would have told us for in his house there are many rooms there's a room for you okay we are going to get to the questions now so now I'm going to do my best to try to come up myself a little bit and just answer the questions just straight up one after another. I may not get through it as um, concisely or as quick, or I might be quicker than I should on some, but that's just how I do it sometimes. Okay. How do I avoid becoming a pushover while still maintaining pa a compassionate heart? So that's kind of like, being tender-hearted with one another. Well, you can do things that make sense for you to do. You know, can I get my shoes back? Sure. <laughs> you can pick them up at your mom's house or like, and you'll deliver them. You won't just launch the person's shoes out onto the sidewalk, right? You won't burn all their clothes that they worked, they literally worked hard money for just because you're angry with them or because they did something to you. There will still be acts of forgiveness. You will, till, you will still do good to those who despitefully used you. Bless them. You'll bless them that curse you. You won't curse them that cursed you. You understand? It's pretty straightforward. And it's not that you're just doing, bending at their will. Like, there's a difference between doing good to someone and being bad to yourself and doing and being good to someone else now you're not supposed to be there torturing yourself or hurting yourself or making things worse for yourself if a situation uh, you know a bad breakup has happened but at the same times you don't have to be evil you don't have to be tit for tat as they say you don't have to be petty just let them move on if they want to go or they've gone don't try to hold on to their stuff so you can hold on to them don't say, oh, you know, yeah, you can have our child this weekend. And then you some funny business. Oh, I, I forgot we have a function at the family. Like stuff that just makes people irritated and push people's buttons and causes them to push back on you. And then you're having these little petty fights and children, family members, friends, whatever it is, get stuck in the middle because of the anger that exists between you and that person. I'm going to get rid of these as I. In times of loss, 
How can I find solace and wisdom in the teachings of the Bible? Well, obviously, read it, first of all. <laughs> but how can you? Um, I would say read through a story like, say, Job. Read how he lost all his children, all his livestock, all this stuff that he lost when he was going through it in the time of loss. Right? And see how he came out on top. Read about even someone like Samson who got tricked and lost his eyesight, lost his strength. And then um, he was able to destroy, destroy more of the enemy in his last attempt, more than he ever did before. Or think about Joseph who went through all the stuff that he went through and ended up in prison and all kinds of stuff when he was innocent. If you read the stories, read, cry, read about Christ. Read about Jesus. Read about all the stuff that he never did that he was accused of. Think about how his death was. Think about how, you know, maybe the things that you're going through or have gone through and how they most likely would pale in comparison to the other stories that I was telling you. You know? And that's how you can find solace. You can find solace knowing the promises of God. Knowing that he is sovereign over your life. Knowing that he has your good and his intentions are good for you because you are a believer. Now, if you're not a believer, you might be saying, hey, I'm not a believer. I listen to your podcast, but I'm not a believer. Well, this might be your heaven down here. I'm just being frank with you. Um, only believers are going to heaven. So if you don't believe, maybe you like some of the stuff that I say, I would honestly say open the scriptures. If you're saying the scriptures are too difficult, then as I said, go to a Bible-believing church. How can, I, how can you find a Bible-believing church? Well, first of all, most churches nowadays, because everything's so technical, they, they have a website and generally they state what they believe. So you go to a church that says they believe in the whole word of God. So that might be like a reformed church. It might even be a Baptist church. It will not be a Pentecostal church. Um, and it won't be a, it won't be a Catholic church. It won't be like these churches do not believe line by line. They do not believe in a sovereign God. They do not believe in a God that um is the father you know the father son and holy spirit and without any mediators besides jesus not mary not augustine not like no people except for christ he is the mediator between you and god the father and um i don't know i would just say get in there and see what it's all about and i pray that you are one of his chosen people and that he will regenerate you and you will have the Holy Spirit working with you, holding you, helping you, comforting you, building you into the knowledge of who God is. I know I didn't explain that properly, but <laughs> um, for this 
pur these purposes. That's what I got today. Again, I'm not a minister of the gospel. <laughs> um, there's a lot. If I want to sit and try to um, witness to you, I could. But I mean, I would have to actually be speaking to you and I would, you know, get the questions. I mean, I've talked talk, talk to people before and they've said, oh, well, God did this and God did that. Or the scripture is not this and the scripture is not that. And there's many paths to God and blah, 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 blah. Listen, the Bible that I read, the Holy Bible, the one that has 66 um, books, it says that Jesus says, this is what Jesus said, okay? In the scriptures, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father but by me. That's what Christ said. So... And you're also trying to go to a church that believes in predestination. In other words, we are, those who are believers are predestined for heaven. He has chosen you. He knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. The very hairs on your head are, are already accounted. He knows how many, like he, he knows you. <laughs> those who are believers and those who will, who are already named, who are their life, their name is already in the Lamb's book of life. But they don't even know it yet. <laughs> and if you want to know more, learn more. Listen to people like John MacArthur, R.C. Sproul, Vadi um, Bookham, um, Charles Spurgeon, old school. John Bunyan. Maybe Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King. Martin Luther. The real one. The original. One from Germany. Okay. What role does self-improvement play in the process of healing and restoration? Well, I'm assuming it's just something simple. This person is probably speaking because it's just a, you know, kind of simple question. Uh, self-improvement could be education. Self-improvement could be manners. Self-improvement could be um, grooming. Self-improvement could be education. Self-improvement may be learning how to teach others. Self-improvement could be learning how to cook. Self-improvement could be learning how to do a better job in whatever shape or form. Um, and doing those things, taking time out maybe to take a class in something or taking time to um, speak to a minister or a person who counsels at a church um, to maybe look at your life with someone else a little circumspectly to really see where maybe you're falling short. A lot of the time when we get hurt by other people or there's a loss that happens in our lives, maybe it's even a death. Um, obviously you improving yourself can't do much about losing, losing somebody to death, but with growing in, in even in, in Christ, in the understanding of the scriptures, um, maybe you could be a better support in the future for someone, you know, it just depends. There's so many things, but it's never too late to improve yourself in some way, shape or form. Okay. How can I take, we're really flying this time. <laughs> okay. How can I take care of myself physically, emotionally, spiritually during this challenging period well 
And I know you probably know the answers, but I mean, you know, it's just, I'm just a sounding board. So just somebody bouncing ideas that you probably already know, but I know you're smart. <laughs> it says, how can I, well, obviously physically get some exercise. If you're a guy, lift some heavy weights, um, tone up, uh, if you're a girl, you know, same thing. Uh, maybe not heavy weights so much, but tone up. Maybe, you know, say what's up to the treadmill. Go for a nice long walk in the morning before you've eaten, maybe, unless you feel lightheaded and, you, you know, obviously under the care of a physician. But I mean, with it, really, without a care of a physician, you can basically tell if you need some um, physical activity because we all do. I mean, just, you know, go at your your own pace work at your level i mean don't you know you're going to be a bodybuilder don't all of a sudden start lifting like arnold and like pausing the tv and saying oh is he lifting a 75 there i'm going to do a 75 too when you're just starting out might not work for you <laughs> you get the drift and that could be extrapolated over many different situ situations and scenarios over life physically um you know obviously don't be a glutton or don't stuff your face. Don't overeat because you're trying to um, pad your emotions or your feelings. And that's right into emotions, emotionally. Um, as I said, talk to uh, a person at the church. Hopefully, if it's not the minister, because he may not, he may be studying <laughs> for his uh, sermons on on a, on a Sunday, so he may not be able to. You go to a church with three three hundred people or. 50 people and he may have to just be study in constant study making sure that he's prepared to feed the whole flock so you know there may be a counselor or someone at the church who does counseling who you can speak to and you know tell them how you're feeling you know you know you are in a physical body people are emotional creatures um maybe you know like I'm not going to get into how emotional you should be, but that's a little bit ridiculous. But um, the whole point is there's um, scriptures, again, you can read for that, along with the spirituality part. You you can read scriptures and help it bolster your spirituality, your understanding of the word of God, um, understanding how God directs you in, in your life, understanding the word of God and how it plays a role in your life for direction, lamp onto your feet, light onto your path. You understand? Cool. We're just bumping right along. I like this. Next question. What are some practical ways to rediscover and nurture God-given gifts and talents? Well, well, rediscover. I mean, if you were a singer, you used to sing 10 years ago, you stopped because the person you were with thought you were a horrible singer or just didn't care for music or thought it was a waste of time or wanted you to get three jobs instead of working one job and you know, whatever it is, whatever the case is, but you find yourself alone. There's loss in your life. You have a lot of free time on your hands. Um, start singing again. Maybe you like to read. Maybe you did crossword puzzles. I mean, it's not really, obviously it's not a gift or a talent unless you really do have a gift or a talent in those or maybe creating them. But, um, if you don't know yourself, get to know yourself again. Um, maybe your new self in Christ, maybe there's things that you, um, are at apt at, <laughs> apt at that's good at that. You don't even know, like, you know, broaden your horizons, right? How can I use my creativity 
and hobbies as a form of self-expression and healing. Well, like me, I have a podcast here. Now, you might say, oh, well, you're not very artistic with it, but um, I can express myself with it. I, I can be me. I'm here. I'm talking to, you know, many different people, people I don't even know. I'm talking to you, aren't I? Um, and it's a hobby at the same time right now. It's not anything that's given me any monetary uh, freedom or financial success or anything like that at this time that I'm speaking, because who knows, by the time you're listening to this, you never know what could have happened, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, express yourself, right? I, I'm, you know, I, I started this podcast at one point just to get some ideas off, off my head, off my chest. It say something, you know, um, I was going through a lot of stuff when I, when I first um, started this podcast and it helps to know that you can spread the love by um, explaining or answering some questions for people you don't even know in hopes that at some level you might be able to help somebody else out who would have, you know, maybe you would have appreciated it when you were going through the same thing at the same space. You can maybe open a door for someone. You might not be able to open it fully for them. You might not be able to walk through the door, but you might be able to crack it. So they might be able to get their toe in and they might be able to make a change and start healing. How do I avoid seeking immediate replacements after breakup and focusing on personal growth instead? Well, never try to replace people. You know, I think if you take life as it comes or as God has it for you, you know, you're, you're going to school. Is that something you need to be doing? Getting your education. Maybe you're working. Then you're doing it to the best of your ability as on to God. Um, you're not spending your if you're spending your your, your own personal freedom time. Um, make sure you're spending it in proper places. So maybe join a church group. Um, there's other things you can do besides being in a relationship, not to mention you. I think most people after a, a breakup, they need a little time to regain themselves because, you know, the funny thing is when you let's say you got married and you got divorced or you broke up or whatever the situation is, person took off, whatever, um, or they even passed away. Um, a lot of time when you're not a lot of time, every time you're in a relationship, there's always a little bit of you, a little piece of you that you have to sacrifice to say gel with the other person, right? Maybe you were an early riser and you wake up at five o'clock on your own. You were doing that. And then you got with someone who maybe they wanted you to stay in the bed a little bit longer. Just be there with them. You know, they work all week and it'd be nice to see you when I, when I open my eyes instead of you running 15 errands downstairs, maybe just happy, um, you know, and, and maybe that really put a damper on the stuff that you could get done before 10 a.m. Maybe you're like the, the Navy. You get more done before before 10 a.m. than most people get done all day, you know? Um, find yourself again, I guess. It's not really finding yourself because you're there. Just do what stuff that maybe satisfies you in a godly way. You understand? That maybe you weren't able to do because you were catering to someone else. Moving right along. These questions are easy. They're so much easier. All right. <laughs> Can you share some strategies for finding health and supportive friendships after a relationship loss? Healthy, sorry. Finding healthy and supportive friends? Well, many times, 
not all the time because there are some crazies that will be in good places as well but generally speaking if you're at a bible believing church and you let friendships happen organically i mean you don't have to take everybody at their word let them show you they say they're this they say they're that maybe they, you've been invited somewhere maybe you're just at a prayer meeting maybe you're at a bible study you know find like-minded people don't press too hard into any direction after a breakup you are going to be emotional you know there will be times that you may find yourself off to one side crying or really upset and you need to take space for yourself so i would say don't rush but you know places that you know that are good places to be there's going to be other people there in most cases unless you're a person who just likes to wander the earth and uh, walk through nature or whatever it is you're probably not going to find friend with the local chipmunk in the bushes but uh maybe you join a bird watching uh crew or, or something like that or people who you, you find a crew of people who like to take pictures or maybe you grow you you join some sort of a christian hockey league or you know or maybe there's some sort of sports or a choir that you can join at a church like there's so many things going around that we don't know about and sometimes we we immerse we immerse ourselves into a relationship as we should um sometimes we lose ourselves a little you know on to the next one how can i find inner peace and contentment regardless of my relationship status the God who gives you peace, <laughs> right? That surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Read, read the whole of Philippians 4. That's how. And then branch out. Start reading your Bible regularly. Start listening to, I mean, you can type in things like, you know, struggle, loss of relationship, broken relationship. You might hear a John Piper or a John MacArthur speaking on something even for a few minutes spend time to spend time or spend time in things take time and spend time that's what i meant take time to spend time in things that you know will help your inner peace and that would be immersing yourself in teachings of the word of god the word of god um proper christian music that's not all based on emotional tear-jerking stuff and that's, again, regardless of your relationship status. How does faith... And and another thing is, you know, regardless of your, your relationship status, maybe you never had a relationship. Maybe your friend got married and now you're alone because you spend most of your time with them. Um, the better equipped you are with the Word of God and understanding the Word of God, uh, the more capable and ready you will be when... You know, other situations happen in your life. You'll have the word of God. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I may not sin again, that I will not sin against you. When you have the scriptures, you may not be able to tell me um, Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. You, you may not be able to say Jeremiah 29, 11 at the time. But if you read the scriptures enough, you hear them enough, it's something that becomes you. It becomes a part of you. And these scriptures will jump out of you if you're looking for um, guidance from the scriptures and you know that it's there, it takes time. Study to show yourself approved. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah. 
but yeah, for sure, studying yourself, doing all your your homework will definitely show you approved. Okay, how does faith in God impact the process of self restorations and healing? Well, let's see what else I could I could I say. Well, my faith in God impacts everything because I know that He that the Lord is a healer. I know that he's, he's in the scriptures. If you read about Jesus, he healed many. God is no respecter of persons. He may not necessarily do the same thing like that song says. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he will do for you. That's not necessarily true in that, in every situation. Like, oh, somebody just got a MacBook. I need a MacBook. No, <laughs> but um, your faith in God, once you have faith in God, you know that he is able, you know that he's willing and you know that he is going to make everything good in the end. Whether it is on this earth, whether it is this week or today, or whether it is in five years or after this life, you understand? Your faith in God. It's kind of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, they said that they will not, they will not bow down and worship the king, no matter what. And they put him in the fiery furnace and they were in the fiery furnace and they did not get hurt. Matter of fact, those who put them in the fiery furnace, they got burnt up and died. But the point is, is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were prepared to pass away. And that's how we as believers have to get ourselves to that place where no matter what, we are holding on. I'm not going to say holding on to God's unchanging hand. I've heard that sometimes. But basically your faith holds real faith holds in bad times what advice do you have for women who struggle with forgiveness after experiencing loss well obviously you might for some be able to forgive a lot easier but those who are actually struggling with it again counseling the word of god so Go get counseling at your church, first of all. Maybe not everybody, you may not need it first. I would say first, search the scriptures. I would say search your own heart. Realize how much wrong you've done over your life. And realize God has forgiven you. So who are you? You, we are created by God. Who are we to say that his forgiveness to us should be so great seeing that all we've done and then somebody says you know forgive me i did i i hate you or forgive me i cheated on you or forgive me forgive me i i abandoned you or forgive me i neglected you or forgive me like the many things but they're not going to compare to the level of forgiveness that we've been given by god he's going to have us in heaven for eternity you are forgiven. And because you are forgiven, forgive. Now, does that say turn into the person's doormat? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But forgive, even for your own sake, forgive. How will it help you, you say? I'm never going to forgive what this person did to me. Really? So you're going to hold on to you this, this for the rest of your life? Well, if you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven. Did you know that? That's where reading the scriptures comes in handy. 
So I would say read the New Testament and then you can go and read the different stories and stuff that happened in scriptures. How can I ensure that I prioritize my well-being and self-care without feeling guilty? Well, there's something called being practical. You know, there's also something called, you know, if you're in an, in an airplane, what do they always tell you to do? And, and if you think there's if something happens and the oxygen masks pop down from the ceiling and it's going down and there's crazy turbulence. They always tell you to put your mask on first before you try to help someone else. Because what's the use if you jump to go and help somebody else and you can't breathe and you fall out while trying to help them, you die and they may die too because you're unable to help them because you have not taken care of your own health first. And you can just extrapolate that throughout your life. You know, you can't, you know, maybe you only have a little bit of food in the house. You can't just feed the kids and starve because eventually you're not going to be able to even feed the kids, even if you have a little bit of food there, because you are going to be dehydrated or malnutrition. If it, you know, if it comes to that, but you understand, be practical. You need love too. What are some practical ways to redirect my focus and energy towards positive endeavors? Practical ways? Gary, yeah, there you go. Be practical. It is practical to go to church on Sundays. You're off? Go. Um, it is practical to focus on other things that you like to do. Maybe you like to sing. Maybe you like to read. Maybe you like to write. Maybe you like to garden. Maybe you like to help other people. You know? Maybe you want to volunteer at a hospital or, or a nursing home or at a school. You know? Like, redirect. Find something good to do with your time. Be productive and be proactive. All right. Last question. And we're only at 45 minutes. Not bad. How can I embrace the journey of self-discovery and growth with confidence and grace? Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny when you think about it. How can I embrace the journey of self-discovery? Well, listen. You're on a you're on a journey and you're either going to pay attention to yourself a little bit more or you're going to ignore yourself and do other things and probably to your own detriment. Learn about yourself again. Learn about the stuff that you like to do. Learn about stuff that maybe you should have or could have or would have if maybe you were not in that situation. Learn about the scriptures. Learn what the Bible says about you as a believer. Learning and discovering the word of God can help you learn a lot about yourself. Take time to be somewhere without music blasting or videos in your eye. <laughs> if you're on a TikTok or you're on an Instagram looking at people's made up wonderful lives, maybe take a break, maybe cut it off altogether. Spend time with your kids. As I said, volunteer your time. And know 
with confidence that you have been given grace by our almighty Father. All right, y'all. This should do it, I think. Uh, thank you for stopping out. And I actually got through all the questions. This is MCM signing off. And this is You're Probably Right. Take care. Until next time. Peace out. Tell somebody about my podcast, okay? Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh-oh, yeah, God, self-help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not-so-tough questions, and all the while, understand that, listen, sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table, Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. <laughs> Hopefully, the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.